Hello and welcome to the Podcast Review Podcast. I'm your host, David Elder, an Associate Professor of Writing and Rhetoric at Morningside College. And if I sound a little bit different today, I'm battling a cold, I apologize, but it's better than when we were going to originally record this podcast because I had completely lost my voice and you would have just been hearing this. So there's that. Every week, I review a different podcast for how it could be used in a college classroom. Except for last week when I reviewed a comedy podcast for fun. And in a way, except for this week. Instead of reviewing a single podcast this week, I want to talk about how podcasts can be used by students or educators as a research tool. So instead of listening to a bunch of episodes of a single podcast, this week I researched a topic and listened to a single episode of a bunch of different podcasts to see how well-informed I could become about a subject just using podcasts. I had this idea for a few different reasons. One, I'm a political junkie, and I saw that W. Kamau Bell, one of my favorite comedians, has a podcast called Politically Reactive. And, I mean, I love Bell's comedy, so I thought I'd check out his podcast on politics. Turns out it's not that funny, but it is good. And one of the episodes recently was with Sean King, Black Lives Matter activist and friend of Colin Kaepernick. I've been following and supporting Black Lives Matter for a while, and so I downloaded that episode and listened to it. Then I remembered while I was listening that I'm teaching a course next semester titled Rhetoric and Social Movements, Rhetoric and Protest, and we're going to learn a lot about Black Lives Matter. And so I thought, how can I have my students use podcasts as part of their research process? And one of the things I'm learning is that it's kind of impossible to just use podcasts for research because, well, it's almost impossible to search for podcasts in iTunes. For example, finding my own podcast is impossible in iTunes if you just have the podcast name. You see, iTunes only allows you to perform very pedestrian searches. Put quotation marks around something for an exact phrase? Doesn't work. So my stupid podcast name, which I still like, is impossible to find in iTunes because all it sees are the words podcast, review, and podcast. Do you know how many podcasts have the word podcast in them? How many have review? Pretty much all. Sadly, that means the only way to find my stupid podcast is by searching for my name. It's pretty inconvenient when the only way to find a podcast that has a name is to search for the name of its host. Thus, when I tried to find a bunch of podcasts about a specific subject, the iTunes search wasn't always helpful. If you're on an actual computer working in iTunes, you have a better chance. Although, on the computer, you still can't find my podcast with the title. However, I was on my phone, in my podcasting app, and the search function in the app, and all the apps that I've ever used, is even worse than the search function on iTunes itself. So I decided to use little old Google. I started looking for my subject, Black Lives Matter, on Google. It led me to some of the names of the prominent Black Lives Matter activists. And what is the predominant format for podcasts? Interviews! So I decided to put some of the names into Google search with podcast after the names. I was able to find a bunch of different podcasts that Alicia Garza, DeRay McKesson, Sean King, and Johnetta Elsie were on. I listened to an interview with Sean King on the aforementioned Politically Reactive podcast. I found two interviews with DeRay McKesson on the New Yorker Politics and More podcast and the Greed for Ilm podcast. I-L-M. And no, I have no idea what that means. And a speech that Alicia Garza gave to the University of Southern Maine was on the Making Contact show. And finally, Johnetta Netta Elsie was on the OTAP show. In the episode, Corey, the host, tells us what OTAP stands for, but I forgot to write it down, and honestly, it shows up in the search as OTAP, so just look for that. Now, if you aren't familiar with Black Lives Matter, would listening to these podcasts really be better than going on Wikipedia and just reading about the movement? 
I would say absolutely. Alicia Garza was one of the original co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement. In fact, she's the one who coined the phrase Black Lives Matter, though a fellow community organizer, co-founder, and friend, Patrice Cullors, is responsible for it becoming a hashtag. And on the Wikipedia page, you can find all this information. However, that's about all you find on the Wikipedia page. You don't read on that page how one of Garza's uncles had been wrongfully jailed by a racist cop. You don't read how scared she was for her six-foot younger brother after the Trayvon Martin shooting. You don't hear the sense of concern she has for black people everywhere, and you definitely don't find on the Wikipedia page how concerned she is for more than just black men. And black men seem to be the focus for many people in the group. Garza wants to bring attention to all unjust killings of black people, including women and trans people. On the Wikipedia page, you don't hear the passion with which Sean King talks about the historical importance of the movement and its connections to the civil rights movement. You don't hear about how DeRay and Netta have become great friends, or how Netta originally became involved with Black Lives Matter. She lived just 15 minutes from Ferguson, and she started tweeting about the actual events instead of what was being reported in the news. She gained thousands of followers and started using her voice to help organize and rally people to the cause. Now she flies around the country to protest and give speeches. In other words, just like with any subject, Wikipedia is inadequate. Now, could I have found all this information in print somewhere? Sure, I probably could have. But even then, you don't get to hear the passion in their voices when they're speaking. And to be honest, you probably wouldn't see an entire speech from one of the founders anywhere in print. What I think you get with the podcast is a better understanding of what these social activists go through on a daily basis, how much it has impacted their lives, and the passion with which they pursue justice. For my class I'm teaching next spring, this type of research will work really well for the more current social movements we'll be discussing, like Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ movement, feminist movements, and things like these. But would it work for the first subject we're going to tackle in the class, women's suffrage? In a way, yes. I did a quick search on iTunes, and women's suffrage actually got me about 10 episodes from a bunch of different history podcasts. So there are some podcasting resources out there for more historical topics. But in a way, it's a completely different type of source. With the Black Lives Matter podcasts, I'd consider those primary sources because the people who are working in the movement are giving first-hand accounts of what's going on. With the women's suffrage movement, we'd be working with secondary sources, which makes sense. There probably aren't too many, if any, people alive today who were involved with the original women's suffrage struggle. With the civil rights movement, I might be able to find some podcasts that interview people involved, but again, there might be better resources out there for finding primary materials about the civil rights movement, and especially the women's suffrage movement. I guess what I'm saying is that, sadly, podcasts aren't always the best resource for student research. But they can be, especially for current events. And I don't think this type of research is only applicable to social movements or rhetoric. I'm positive there are good podcasts out there to be used as research in almost any topic. And seriously, if you want some help finding good podcasts for your classes, I'd honestly be thrilled to help you. Contact me on Twitter at David E. Elder or via email at elderd at morningside.edu. I'd love to chat and or to help. And that's all for this week's episode. I want to thank Zach Scheneker for producing the Podcast Review Podcast. The logo for the show was created by Vaughn Donahue, owner of Destination Graphic. If you have any comments or recommendations for podcasts, you can contact me on Twitter at David E. Elder. A review on iTunes, preferably a good one, is always welcome and helpful. We'll see you all next week, and sorry, Joel, maybe next time.